The first episode of a series with Tiki Al Zakeda, Hollywood Prop Master. I, I am in North Hollywood at uh, 12600 Riverside Drive at Kahuna Tiki 2 Sushi Tiki Restaurant. Nice. Uh, in my own private booth. Yeah. Sitting here with a with a nice uh, velvet nude behind me, <laughs> surrounded by bamboo and tiki. Wow. Okay. That's a. That's, Where are you? I am in a sound studio next to my house in the city of Kirkland, which is a next door to Seattle. It's a suburb. Oh, okay. So you're just north of us. Yeah, just a little ways. <laughs> you know, I thought I could just jump in my car and, and meet you at this uh, place, but uh, you know, I, I have oh, demand. Dude, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> what the heck? Why do we live in different states anyhow, Al? It was easier when we. I don't know. <laughs> at least we're in the I, same. I, yeah. At least we're in the same country. I was just in Portland a couple of years ago. Oh well, that's just a little while ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Okay. Thank you, sir. Oh man, look at this blue Hawaiian! Holy, holy! That's sweet. Should I take a picture of it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll no, put, we'll put, we could put it on the podcast cover. So I took the picture. So what do I do to send it to you? To send it to you as a text? Yeah, but you can do it now, or you can do it later. It's okay. We, you know, we, okay. We, you can follow up a little later when you after we go through this. Hey, Al, what is it you mm. do? Well, I am a designer, fabricator, art director extraordinaire and I work in the movie television toy industry awesome and I do other stuff but you know that that's that's like you know in, in a nutshell so fabrication like what do you do do you use any like high technology to do this like uh you know those things they have on Star Trek or, or, or no what? I wish you know that <laughs> wouldn't that be nice we're still not we're, we're getting pretty close. You know, they can do all this uh, digital printing now. And uh, I remember 30 years ago when I first moved out to California, I was invited to uh, a symposium in San Jose. And these guys had a machine that did something I had never heard of called stereolithography. And what they would do is they had a vat of liquid, the photopolymer. And they would shoot lasers into this bat. And wherever the lasers made contact with each other, it would crystallize. So as it would do that, the lasers would like go all over this liquid. And then at the end of it, this thing would come up and it was a part that you had done in CNC, like on the computer. And I was just like, holy crap, you could do just about anything 
they're like, yeah, well, you know, there's there's size limitations, but we can do something small like a distributor cap or, you know, things for the automotive industry. I'm like, oh, that's great. How much is it? They're like, oh, it's $150,000. And I was like, yeah, wow. You know, that's just a little bit out of my price range. But thank you. Right? <laughs> now you can do it. You can, you can buy one of these 3D printers for a couple of grand. That's pretty cool. To- totally changed the face of, of what I do. So you're using 3D printers? Uh, I, yeah, the 3D printer, because I don't do that. I, I miss that whole 3D printer learning curve because being a designer, I would do the initial design, right? And I would sculpt it or I would fabricate it out of plastic and metal. Then, as these 3D printers became more and more readily available, I would just do a drawing. And instead of me actually building the part, like when when I worked on Star Trek, we handmade the tricorders, (laughs) handmade the phasers. We would do like one prototype, they would approve it, and then we would make a mold in the shop, either me or one of the other guys would make a mold, and then we would crank them up for uh, Voyager or DS9 or whatever. And depending on what they wanted, if they wanted a phaser that was going to be held by one of the leads, we would make a hero phaser, which basically meant it had like some LED functions and stuff that would light up. But the bulk of the stuff that we would do were just backgrounds where they looked great, but they didn't have any electronics in them. Right on. Yeah. Now, some guy can sit there and they go, oh, we need 10 of these. And he'll punch it up on his on his printer, and but, 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 but there's no need to do molds. You can just print it up. Now, if you don't have a really good printer, you'll get some staircasing where you can see like the lines where it's actually like printed the thing. So you'll have to sand them smooth, and they're a lot of work. The thing about what I do is I do that one off, or somebody gives me a 3D print. One, I'll make a mold of it, but I'll clean it all up, or they'll clean it all up so the thing is really sweet. Then everyone that I pour out of the mold will look like the finished one. Instead of having to clean up 20 or 30 of them, you just pour them. And they, they look beautiful. And if the guy goes, yeah, hey, can we make them in black? Can we make them in gray? Sure, whatever you want. And a lot of these prints, yeah. depending on the complexity, could take a day to print hmm. right yeah I put this thing in a pressure pot I cast it up it's ready to pull in an hour wow and and, yeah. and this molding what what's the material inside that you're molding it's a it sil- silicone rubber whoa all right uh-huh. that sounds pretty flexible like you could uh, make it any color you want um, yeah you can get paintable. crazy detail I, I've actually molded pieces. I, I'm into this whole tiki thing that I'm doing now. And I've molded pieces where they're made out of wood and when you pull the casting out you can see the wood grain. That's cool. Right? And I'll stain them and people will look at them they're like, oh man I can see the wood. And I go, yeah, but it's, it's resin. Really? But I can see the wood. Yeah, yeah it's resin. But it's, yeah. but it's just that good. It's, a, you know, it's, it's pretty... Uh, Pretty trick stuff. That's awesome. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you, it is. 
your job is getting tacked up a little bit then. So uh, I'm, you're, you're, you're I'm really busier now than I have been in a long time. Wow. Okay. I guess I don't have to tell your listeners how this uh, COVID thing has sort of impacted everybody in a negative way. Right. Yeah. Unless you're some rap star who defrauds the EDD for like, you know, millions of dollars and then writes a song about it, gets caught. <laughs> <laughs> how, how brilliant was that? I'm out of the loop on that one. I guess I got to go look up something on the internet. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear about Yeah, some guy. He goes ahead. He, he, he gets like a couple of million dollars. Uh, by doing false ED oh, uh, claims oh, 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 got and it. then write a rap song about it <laughs> basically saying what he did and then he gets busted in Vegas he's looking at like 15 to 20 years in prison pretty, 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 pretty dope huh that's a pretty that's an expensive song to produce I would say I don't know mm-hmm. if he's gonna break even on this one it, I, I, unless I don't he's, think so unless he's gonna yeah he'd have to go platinum for a lot of long time probably to make that money back yeah yeah, wow. yeah but it, it's uh, it's needless to say it really adversely affected our business because all these venues that we would normally do props for um as of last February, last year, my boss pulled me in and he was like, hey, dude, you might want to think about going on unemployment because we're going to be shutting down. Uh, Lollapalooza just canceled, Coachella just canceled, and he goes down the list and I'm like, holy crap. Mm. I mean, darn, really, all these, <laughs> yeah, gone. No movies, no TV shows, no nothing. I hadn't been on unemployment since like 1999. Wow. Yeah, so it was like a whole new world. Back when, last time I was on unemployment, you had to fill out paperwork. <laughs> now it's like you go online. And uh, it was a really tough, like, six months. And then out of the blue, my old boss that I worked for yeah. just before I left to go to China, back in 07, huh. calls me up to find out if I'm available. Yeah. Wow. And needless to say, I, I was. I mean, I played hard <laughs> to get, but I was. And uh, it was like, you know what? It's one of those, you, you, ever, you ever bump into an old buddy and it's it's like no time has passed. You're right back there again. Yeah, for sure. It was like that. Oh, sweet. It was like that. He brought me on board. He told me, yeah, we're working on this project, which I can't, I don't think I can say what it is, but let's say that it's for a theme park Chain oh, one of those, in, uh-huh. Yeah, in Japan. Ooh. It's currently doing a massive expansion. <laughs> but this thing that we're working on, they haven't even announced that they're doing this particular thing yet. So it's like super duper secret. And everything we're doing is like super hush hush. Wow, that's cool. Are you, is there. No, just, are you going to get the travel for this, or is this you going to ship stuff over there? Or? You know, um, we're shipping we're shipping containers full of stuff, oh. and um, I would love to go to Japan and be part of the setup crew. But you know, there's probably somebody in some cushy office who uh, moves a mouse around all day who they'll send over there instead of me because you know. <laughs> usually the way it goes they probably they they couldn't fix anything if something went bad 
because they don't have that particular skill set. They're more of a virtual person. Mm. But yeah, who knows? I mean, I would love to go. I'd love to go, and if something goes wrong, I can fix it. And, and if nothing goes wrong, I can fix that too. Hey, go crack open the show notes because you'll find some great goodies like some photos of Al's prop work and photos of his tiki work. And you got to check out the man's Jeep. It is something to behold. Think of it, folks, a tiki Jeep. Also, you'll find a link to Kahuna Tiki 2 where this marketplace is happening. So you can go there and get some cool tiki stuff. Where are these show notes? If you're using a podcast player on your iPhone, just go over and glance at the podcast where your podcast player uh, keeps your notes. If you downloaded this from the internet, go back to the page where you downloaded this MP3 and you will see on that webpage the show notes. Tiki Al has an announcement for you if you're listening to this on May 2nd. If you're in the North Hollywood area of Los Angeles or in the Los Angeles area, please stop by Kahuna Tiki 2 on May 2nd for our big Tiki Marketplace. It's a great place, great stuff, great drinks, and great food. I look forward to seeing everybody there. Aloha, baby. Next episode, we hear more from Tiki Al. So I would go to these shows, and the guests at these shows would look at my stuff and go, wow, we could have really used somebody like you on this project we just finished in L.A. Because back then, everything was in L.A. Hmm. And, you know, you hear that for years, and eventually you're like, okay, I guess I got to move to L.A. It's a hint. Yeah, I'm going to take the hint. (laughs) 